0: what's up everybody welcome back to the martian and nazi podcast this week we're going to be analyzing the Blahovich versus rakich card going down this weekend i'm joined by my co-host as always ozzy how we doing this week and uh fu- fucking amazing just
1: just ship <laughs> just shift just shift a massive bet on the miami heat my god i can't believe they let me do that um, but yeah, we're going into this card, you know, pay-per-view week, kind of a shit show. Last week, sat through the worst fight I've ever watched in Rose versus Carla. But I cashed a nice bet on uh, Carla there, so no, no issues there. Um, and uh, and yeah, got disappointed by my boy Justin Gaethje. He was not able uh, to fulfill the prophecy. Um, I gave away, I gave back a lot of the Chucky money that I won on him versus uh, Poirier. But, uh, but, you know, I'm still a ride-or-die Gaethje fan, and, you know, I'm, I'm happy for, for Chucky Olives. I just hope that he can uh, once and for all just shut down that Russian hype and and, and kill Makachev. But either way, Makachev is not getting through two of Jesus' disciples, and Dariush and Chucky back-to-back is not happening. So Chandler is a big Jesus guy, that. too. Exactly. You know, like islam you know it's not meant to be for him he's not getting through all those guys so you know christianity will reign supreme i'm not religious at all but um you know i don't really like the russians <laughs> you know these guys are juicing and hopefully you know islam is uh you know has to get his title in uh in eagle fc and uh and not off of uh chuck so
0: yeah you know, i mean that's how I olivera feel. is uh, insane i keep picking against this guy but i mean he keeps proving me wrong time and time again um, it just you know one of the most electric fighters in the sport right now this dude is like uh, dana white loves this guy because he you know he has the you most should. finishes most finishes in uh, ufc history and i feel like out of everybody in the ufc right now like he's probably the most like guaranteed entertaining fight every time yeah. like the 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 type of guy who you want to like, tell your friends to tune in
1: and watch fights so he's just amazing. The, the, um, fluidity, the fluidity of just his overall attack like that end sequence when he, he, you know, he has the tie clinch and like Gaethje like disengages and Chuck just walks right forward into that right hand and flows right into it and then ground and pound to the back. I mean, this guy's amazing. So, you know, uh, def- and I'm glad that he's still in his prime, too. So we should still see some, you know, some, you know, at least, you know, what five, ten more fights of uh, this guy in his prime. So looking forward to it for sure. And last note about uh, last week, um,
0: 1.63 unit win for me. I bet on nine underdogs, four of them won as far Brown, Chasson, and Newsom. Um, so small win there. How about you, Ozzy?
1: Uh, 2.62 L, unit L for me. Um, I thought, honestly, I thought Shogun got hosed. Just my opinion. You know, I know a lot of people scored that fight for, for OSP, but I thought Shogun won the first two rounds. And then I think my worst bet there was uh, the only bad bet that I made, I feel, is just a uh... The Danny Roberts one, like I should have had more confidence in Randy Brown, you know, just maybe switched that and 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 been more heavy on, on Brown. But you know, lost on Schnell. That was I don't even want to talk about that one. My best bet of the week, Gatto. Like I can't believe she didn't win that fight. Like that was ridiculous. So, um, you know, small L there. You know, had Gaethje in the main event, obviously. So I me, mean, I thought there were some pretty good reads overall. Um, I just can't believe Schnell and Gatto like lost fights like that, especially Gatto. But whatever.
0: Yeah, I don't regret Schnell. I'd bet Gatto
1: again. I'd bet Gatto every day of the week. You give me plus 150, 147 on her against Cortez any day of the week. So uh, it is what it is. Um, Yeah, I feel the same way about him all the wins and losses
0: so uh, enough said about that 11 fights this week this one you know should be a shorter podcast uh and uh nick maximov how the mighty have fallen in the first fight on the card after coming off a co-main event win that's how bad this guy is and how much the ufc doesn't (laughs) like him is they saw him win in a co-main event and they said your next fight is the first fight on the card uh, on some random fight night so uh middleweight division we got Philly zone andre petroski versus nick maximov and the odds for this one uh maximov minus 350 petroski plus 285 so you got an east coast versus west coast fight going on um petroski is uh training out of uh the marquez mma in philadelphia which just so happens to be 13 to zero in the ufc petroski well sabatini brady um and based on that alone, I mean, you know, some, some people like a good narrative out there. This is a great narrative. His gym is 13-0 and 0 in the UFC. What, what is, uh, you know, Nick Diaz's gym in the UFC? I, I guarantee you they have a losing record. I can tell you that. Um, between Melendez losing fights, the both the Diaz brothers, I mean, I'm t- uh, that boy Sano, I'm telling you, they have a losing record. They the suck. UFC. All right, get into so, the fight. Um, they suck. Get into the fight right 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 so we got um i mean it's just a grappler versus grappler matchup honestly i mean maximov is is harmless on the feet uh i honestly think petroski is the better striker of the two um and you know Petrovsky had some cardio issues throughout his career you know uh, got tapped out by battle on the contender or on the tough or whatever um But I think, you know, since committing to MMA full time, getting in the UFC, winning fights, this dude is just getting more and more serious, improving in some of the areas he was weak. And I think that cardio issue is, you know, on its way up. I mean, he has two round three finishes. So, I mean, that's, you know, a good amount of proof right there that the cardio is getting better. Uh, But Maximov to me is just, you know, a crotch sniffer. This dude loves the single leg, loves to just hold on. Um, He he didn't beat Puna Soriano. Uh, He lost that fight, lost rounds one and two, but the judges... Ah, uh, don't know how to read the scoring criteria. Damage is number one. Damage is key, and Puna did more damage in that round too, um, so he should have won that. So, I mean, I, I was saying Ozzy earlier. What is what is this line if Maximov doesn't get that split decision where most people thought he lost? Um, I think it's a whole lot different line that we're looking at right now. So, I mean, Petrovsky's winning fights. He's finishing people uh his gym is doing great i think that this isn't a bad matchup it's a grappler versus grappler matchup and i think uh, i'm happy to have a bet on them so one unit on the big dog plus 330 got some clv already uh got some strong thoughts on this one and i'm cheering for my boy from philly so uh what do you got here ozzy all
1: right so let me give more of a matchup based approach on this so i mean you know the the biggest knock on petrovsky is his conditioning and his cardio you know people have uh Right in that uh, Ultimate Fighter, you know, the house, he, he kind of sold down against that uh, Brian Battle. Um, and then I guess in the the one against the Chinese dude, um, he sold down. I mean, but the thing is, like, I don't really think he sold down in his two UFC fights all that much. Like, maybe a little bit. He, like, had some sketchy moments a little bit. But at the end of the day, he still got his takedowns. He's still working once he got on top. And I kind of discount the stuff on the Ultimate Fighter because, especially at Brian Battlefight, was his second fight in like, I don't know, they do those in like two weeks. So you're like cutting with the weight, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And I think he's getting better. Um, you know, Petrovsky is uh, what? He's like 29, I think, uh, somewhere around there. Um, and 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 I think he's improving a little bit. So I think I don't know if the cardio is going to be that big of an issue, especially in a fight here where he's not going to be out of his element in in terms of when they are, because uh, Maximov is only going to be looking to grapple him. So you know I think he'll be able to be more efficient with his movement because he's not going to have to pursue the grappling and the takedowns. It's going to just be them kind of just going at it and scrambling with each other. On the feet at range, I would say that Petrovsky has uh, the better hands than um, than Maximov, and you know Maximov, like you said, a little bit of a crotch sniffer. Like if you can uh, look to reverse his takedowns, you know he'll 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 get stuck in that turtle position. You know he's more of a what what we call a mat wrestler, right? So you know he a lot of the dominant positions that he does get is once like you guys are locked up, and you know when the other guy gets lazy or maybe is not uh, as accustomed to the um, you know to the limp arms and you know some of the more technical wrestling uh you know positions, and you saw in that Puna fight, it kind of played out like that. You know, they were locked up for a little bit, and Puna, you know, w- was letting him stay engaged. So, long story short, I do think Maximov could uh be trouble when he does get on top. You know, he's good at leg riding, he's good at uh you know tight like uh, squeezing the legs together uh, and, and keeping them down. But I feel that uh Petrovsky has a submission game that could trouble him in like that front turtle position and i'm gonna take the small dog shot on him the line's going down right now but you can still get some plus three ten uh out here um just because you know the maximal submission game is not that potent and unless petrovsky like uh, absolutely gasses it should be a close fight overall and you know I- i'd like to lean on the background here and 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 the fact that uh these guys are m- much more closely together than uh this these this line indicates and i I'd put it more like in the brundage uh territory than where it is now so give me petrovsky for a small bet here at plus uh 300 310 whatever it is and
0: next fight is a fight we already talked about oz you want to talk about this one again or should i just edit in the clip of us talking about it last time
1: um yeah yeah well you know what i i I did look at it a little bit more again since and i'll just go real quick and say that you know i I was kind of impressed when i did my refresh on tyra Um, you know, this guy is, he's pretty talented. He mixes together the, you know, his striking and his grappling pretty well. Um, I think he is pretty legit overall. The issue is if him and Candelario start grappling, I don't know about his bottom game. And I do know that Candelario can keep top position adequately, can drop a, you know, ground and pound once he is there. Um, but sometimes he does give up positions that are like big danger. Then he has to kind of like, you know, shimmy out of there or or, like get out safely. And I'm not sure if, you know, you want to get into bad positions with Tyra because he is very aggressive and he is, uh, he just finds finishes. So I think this will be a good fight. Um, I, I still lean towards, uh, taking the value on Candelario, but, uh, but I do think that, uh, Tyra could definitely finish him here uh especially late like he's got very good conditioning too in cardio so you know Canelario did slow down in his uh contender fight and and I, th- I don't think he manages his gas tank all that well so i think i might take a little stab on tyra like round two or round three um i don't know what that is round, uh, it's not great odds but um i i, I, I would have leaned towards taking that plus money though uh even um, now though
0: so yeah i mean i still have the same thoughts as as the <laughs> first time um haven't bet Candelario, I did the first time at, like, 205. I mean, I'm just waiting to see where the price goes at this point. Um, I guess it is a bit of a concern that, uh, that Candelario pulled out, pulled out sick in that fight. You know, don't really know what happened there. But, I mean, Tyra, I mean, the, the read remains the same, that this dude has 20 minutes of footage Um Five of those minutes, or you know, him just demolishing guys, and then his one fight where he went to the decision, we saw a little bit more of what he's made of, and you know, I don't think it's anything that impressive, and the dude is still crazy young. I mean, twenty-two years old. I just don't think that this guy is is in the spot where he deserves to be minus two fifty in the UFC, uh, and I think Canelo is still going to be the money line side here. Um, his contender series fights, you know, show me that he is UFC caliber. It's shown me that we know a little bit more about him than Tyra and at two to one, I'm happy to take another stab at him uh, just because we know a lot more about him. So uh, I'll stick with uh, Canelario uh, as a bet, you know, no idea who's going to win the fight. Hopefully we, uh, the value side comes through. I wouldn't be mad if Tyra, you know, won the fight and stuck around. I mean, he seems cool, you know, back takes are cool and everything. So, uh, you know, May the best man win there next fight women's 115 we got uh my girl Angela Hill taking on Verna jandradoba but I have a different girl in this fight and that is the favorite Verna jandradoba she's now minus 185 Hills plus 160. I got in on Verna at minus 141 and i know i thought it was a clear clear spot and obviously the market has agreed with me you know pushing minus 200 now i really thought that's what it would be i was pretty shocked to see it open in the you know range where it did and i mean pretty clear-cut fight i mean angela hill against grapplers is just not a good you know formula uh Jandra Doba, her striking is getting better. I still think that she's not going to have much striking success. Obviously, if the fight is on the feet, it's favoring Hill. Um, but Jandra Doba, her, her grappling advantage is just so clear. I mean, I just think that that's how she's going to win the fight. I trust her to get takedowns. I don't think she's going to gas out. Uh, I mean, I could see you know Hill... Uh, doing her typical thing, where she has a loses round one and then comes back to make rounds two and three close. But even in one of those rounds, one takedown could end the round. One takedown could be four minutes of top control or four or, or a sub. So uh, I'm going with the Brazilian Verna. Uh, I'm sorry, Angie. I still love you, but I got to bet against you in this spot.
1: Yeah, I also um, you know prefer the Verna side. I mean, overall, you know, Angela Hill. This girl's thirteen and eleven or whatever it is for a reason. Yeah, you know, she's got pretty, you know, clean striking overall, you know. But I think if you take away the kicks, which I don't know how much she's going to want to kick here. I think Verna's going to be able to wrap her up. And, you know, I I don't really like the striking if it's just boxing only for Hill. I feel like Verna could swarm her a little bit. Uh, Like I said, her takedowns are pretty good. And, you know, while uh, Angela Hill has been staying safe in the grappling a bit, and she's definitely been working her grappling a lot as well. If she's on her back. She's just in really bad trouble um, against uh, against Verna. You know, Verna's good as well. Like right after she takes you down, taking advantage of uh like of the positioning and you know transitioning it into passes and you know she she has almost you know tons of wins by submission as well. So you know I I think it has the potential of being close if 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 um Angela Hill is able to you know maybe uh, get take only get taken down like outside of uh, open space right like maybe like towards the fence maybe where she uh can can avoid making some of the quick mistakes that allows uh verna to to pass her guard easily but on the feet like i said i don't think she's gonna be blowing out verna verna's pretty tough she's got pretty good pretty good conditioning as well um and i do think that uh angela hill she's gonna be she's probably gonna trust her grappling a little bit too much and not be too as concerned and and throw out those kicks and i think verna when she gets her down She'll progress position, and she's pretty strong on top. Like you know, uh, Angela Hill's like a noodle on bottom, and I think you know Verna's just gonna be able to smash her once uh once she does get her on bottom. So I I, I gotta take some of that submission prop as well. It's like plus what like three hundred to two fifty on Verna, or you know you could get a three fifty at some places. So I I'll sprinkle that as well
0: yeah i agree on, on the sub prop i'm gonna take some there um the one thing i'll say though as a concern for jane Doba i do think she has lost every round three she's been in against Hebas, Dern, stern and uh as far as obviously you know different caliber of fighter than hill but um she does not you know have the greatest uh, historical cardio but uh also angie hill i gotta defend my girl a little she has been robbed four times in the ufc in the past few years shannon Waterson, uh gedalia and limos so uh justice for angela hill um like you said please forgive me if uh all right that's enough that's enough about this um anyway next fight legendary fight going on lightweight division michael johnson alan patrick michael Johnson's the favorite he's the favorite ozzy minus 145 alan patrick plus
1: 125 so uh what are you thinking about this one yeah i mean so like you know what's going to happen in this fight like uh, Michael Johnson, you know what you're going to get from Michael Johnson. This guy's going to be throwing punches, um, avoiding the takedown. He's got good cardio. He's got some power. Like, I mean, there's nothing new coming in, from Michael Johnson in this fight, right? And, you know, Alan Patrick, he's looked like shit in his last two fights. Like, Mason Jones beat the brakes off of him. And uh, the Bobby Green fight was kind of funny. But I will say, just in terms of, like, stylistic matchups, if the same Patrick shows up that fought Bobby Green, I think he's going to win this fight because, you know, Michael Johnson is horrible on the ground, like hard, like he's just his brain does not work for grappling. Um, So that's why he tries to avoid it like the plague. But as soon as you put him in any kind of submit like this guy's tapping and, you know, you saw Clay was able to outstrike him one. And then pretty easily, you know, take him. I'm not gonna say easily took him down, but once he got him down, like he was, you know, got the to the back and all that stuff. And you know, does Alan Patrick have the same level of takedowns as Clay? No, but he has much better jujitsu, so he don't doesn't need as many takedowns at all. Um, and he's kind of slick, you know. Once he does get on the ground, and just overall, like this guy is like, he's a weird fighter. He's like what Anders. Like, um, he, let me just preface this. Like, I'm not saying. But he's, like, got, like, that Anderson Silva, like, I don't know, like, like, how he moves and, like, his fa- like his physical features, like, th- he doesn't swell up, like, his face doesn't ever get damaged from shots, like, he's got that crazy skin, I don't know, something weird about him, but he's a, he's a high-level athlete, um, he's a lefty as well, so I think that it might be a little harder for, um, you know, Johnson to land the left hand as opposed to, like, a lot of the recent guys that he's been fighting that have been, uh you know, uh, orthodox. And he hasn't gotten a knockout in a while. Like, when was Michael Johnson's last knockout? It was, uh I don't know, long time ago. Dustin Poirier maybe? Yeah, if that's – that was a long time ago. But what I'm saying is, like, he's been, like, more of an accumulation – uh striker like even against uh Moises it is poor yeah it's it so 6 a, years ago bro that's a long time ago even against Moises like Moises wasn't really getting hurt with punches he was just being a beta and you know Michael Johnson is throwing out a lot of punches so Alan patrick you know i mean Mason Jones beating the brakes off of him but he never like you know he didn't go out there and he was taking some flush shots and i don't think that Michael Johnson has the kind of wrestling that uh could defend if patrick just starts going crazy um and trying to grapple him. So give me Alan Patrick here, plus 130. Like, I can you can never bet Michael Johnson as a favorite, in my opinion. And submission prop seven to one might be burning money, but I gotta play that against Michael Johnson. Like that's a given. Like freaking Tiago Moises ankle locked this guy. Like, who gets ankle locked? Like, that's crazy. In an MMA fight. Yeah, let's go. Patrick's been hand, hanging out with Oliveira as well. You know the Brazilians are coming this week, so you know I'll I'll, I'll take Patrick here, uh, money line and by submission.
0: Yeah, I'm in agreement there. Not too much to add. Um, I mean, both these guys are terrible, um, but um, you know one is a favorite, one's an underdog. I, I agree with everything Ozzy said. Um, Patrick was you know really hard to go out in that Jones fight. Jones even had him on the ground, landing big shots on the on the ground from Mountain. He still wasn't really giving up, so I just feel like Johnson won't have that finishing opportunity. Um, And, you know, are you really going to trust him to sprawl and brawl and to stuff takedowns for two out of three rounds? I mean, that's a terrible formula that has definitely lost bets time and time again on Michael Johnson. So, uh, Patrick is the only thing you can do here, Patrick or pass. So, um, I'm going to agree with you. I haven't bet him yet.
1: just like in the Geechee fight, if Patrick gets knocked down, Michael Johnson cannot follow him to the ground. He cannot like Patrick almost triangle Bobby Bobby green. I don't know if people want want to watch that, but he threw up a pretty slick. this guy's kind of slick, like he's not that bad like he's getting a bad rap and this is a by low spot, I think like Michael Johnson, no good, can't do it he's
0: just really old. I mean he's definitely passed up the prime. I mean it's interesting,
1: yeah, but, but I think he's still still he's different.
0: He's, He's training with Oliveira. like you said like he, he's got that rub. I mean that's a big, big narrative going into this fight. Uh, Alan. Patrice, I, I he think was Michael Johnson's shot man.:
1: I think oh, Michael Mozart, Johnson's sure. shot, man. Like you, if you ever see Michael Johnson like the sparring videos of him like sparring against like uh, o- o- Usman and all those, bro, he took so much damage in those in those training sessions, and that's the way he's still trained, so he's shot, in my opinion.
0: Next fight is women's flyweight. We got Viviana Arujo taking on Andrea Lee. Uh, Pretty closely lined fight. Uh, Andrea Lee minus 120 our ujo plus 100 i mean really good women's fight we shit on women's fights a lot just for or, you know rightfully so um but this is actually an interesting one two women who I, i've got respect for who i consider to be pretty good fighters uh i consider lee to be the better one of the two um you know she's really had some come uh, come out performances in her past few fights was getting real disrespected by the market in the past few fights and that disrespect might still be lingering here because um You know, I think that she's got some advantages over Araujo here. She definitely throws more strikes. Uh, she has the possible uh, grappling upside here. Um, I think, you know, both these women can shoot takedowns, but I think Lee has shown more ability to hit them with consistency and do better work on top. Um, but Lee also is known for getting taken down a lot herself. So I feel like either woman who shoots here will probably get that takedown. Uh, but I think Lee is more likely to actually shoot that one. So I think the grappling upside is with Lee. And then the output, the cardio is really good for Angela Lee. Uh, Arujo typically fades later in the fight. She, she's a, a good boxer she's going to give lee a tough fight in round one and lee kind of does have that weird stance where she like leans into punches a little bit Um, But, you know, she's durable. She's tough. She's definitely not going to get hurt or knocked out here. So it's just a matter of uh, can Arujo, you know, keep up that high boxing out for for 15 minutes. And I don't trust her to do so. I think Lee will mix it up well, maybe mixing that takedown. And uh, I I don't like Lee as much as I did in her past two fights against uh, Shevchenko and Calvillo, um, which I'm pretty sure, you know, Ozzy and I both better in those spots. But I still like her here for, uh, you know, a small lean. I think she should be slightly favored a little bit more than she is right now. So I like her a small bet
1: yeah i I shipped lee big in that last fight against uh calvio that was a a, amazing butchering uh of calvio i felt bad for her in that fight um and i I love this fight as well i mean like i like you said both these girls are good they're talented um they're pretty well rounded right they they have a three-dimensional game which i love to see um good point about lee kind of her striking defense like she's a little bit bent at the waist which um I'm curious to see if uh, Arujo uses that uppercut, you know, at all here. Um, but it's a very interesting fight for me. I, you know, I do like Lee more. You know, I think that you know the just her pace overall, her overall shot selection is better. Um, and I think that she can just push and maintain like her speed and and, and pressure uh, much more. Um, if you look at the uh, Caitlin Chukagia fight with uh, with Arujo, you see how how bad she slows down, and you know, it, it's not even just like her pace it's just like her punches are just slower like she's making uh decisions at a slower pace as well you know not really adapting too well where you know if she if if you're getting tired like you have to change it up maybe you're you you got to use the clinch you know maybe to to regain uh some, some of your uh cardio or, or your breath and she wasn't really doing it at all so you know i think that lee is the higher iq fighter in there as well i think that if if uh Arujo does get a takedown. I don't see Lee sticking to the bottom, although that has been, you know, an issue for her in the past. But I mean, if you look at Lee's record, man, you know, you can make a case that she's like low, like kind of undefeated in the UFC. Like the Roxanne fight was close. You know, I I I see why they scored that for Roxanne, but it was close. The Murphy fight, obviously, she won that one, and I think she lost one other one, right? But right, or, or are those her only two losses? I don't have her record in front of me. Right now. Uh, Either way. You to counter- You did you say that one? Oh uh, well, that one was the close fight too. All I'm saying is Lee fights close, but this girl has been improving. There's no doubt about it. And you know, uh, Arujo, um, sometimes like she's not. She doesn't put her, her her foot, uh, her pedal to the to the floor. And I think these close fights have left the mark on on uh, andrea lee um so so i think that she'll, she'll win this fight i like her even at this uh, small favorite line still um but i'd be you know looking for a live entry on her as well because uh i think you know like we said she's likely to win that third round um and you know uh even if she drops the first round like dude, super live to even get a finish later on so you know i think lee can can win the stand up win the clinch game she could just win everywhere um just as talented um but this should be a banger of a fight for sure
0: all right that'll move us along uh next fight is the first fight on the main card flyweight division uh jake hadley making his ufc debut alan nascimento hadley coming in as the favorite minus 220 nascimento plus 185 so we got england versus brazil here uh what are you thinking in this flyweight fight
1: I think this is a really well-matched fight here. You know, Hadley has had some hype coming out of that, you know, England. Uh, I forget what what the name is of uh, Leon Edwards' gym, but this guy is kind of like he fights similar to Leon Edwards. He's really long, southpaw, long for the division, I mean. Uh, right, he's a fucking midget. Um, but, uh, you know, he, he he's not that active on the feet. You know, he really wants to wrestle a lot. He does have good, pretty good wrestling. He's pretty strong in there as well. And when he does get on top, you know, it's hard to get him off you. Um, and that, that's an issue here, potentially, with Nacimento, because Nacimento, he'll lay on his back and play guard. But I just feel like the ground and pound for Hadley is not that good, um, where even if he does take uh, Nascimento down, like, I feel like it could be, like, the kind of fight where the judges, like, I don't know how much they're rewarding him. You know, he, he lost that first round against Raposo from basically just not doing anything uh in the first round and then you know reposo totally fucked up uh after that and, and, and giving them the re-naked choke there but uh you know the, the south pole dynamic is interesting to me you know in the fact that um nascimento has a decent kick game right i think he, he was he's he's using his leg kicks pretty well i've seen him before and he's very experienced like he has uh what like 20 uh uh what is it 24 fights overall uh yeah 24 fights overall right to Halley's eight and, you know, he's lost. He's been five rounds before, I think, uh, on one occasion as well. And he's, he's fucking with Char- Charlie Olives as well. Um, so I think this is going to be a close fight. I can see why people like dog here. Um, but, I, you know, I'm gravitating towards this over two and a half just because I don't think Hadley is going to really finish mental on the ground. I'd be pretty surprised if that happening. Um, and I, so I would kind of lean more towards the nascimento side if there is a finish here. Um, and he's just well-rounded, man. He's good. He, like, he could fight everywhere. He's got good cardio. And Hadley's a fucking mental midget, man. Like, there was, like, all those things that were coming out about him, about when, um, you know, some bullshit about he barely made it to the fight, uh, against, um, Raposo, like a bunch of nonsense, like he almost didn't make weight as well, he's just a weird guy, man, he's th- those scousers, as they call them in, in, in England, they're fucking weird people, and, you know, Nascimento is a board fighter, so, you know, I, I think I'm I'm gonna take the dog shot on Nascimento really small, but I, I like this over, uh potentially, but I'll mix in Nascimento as well, because if he gets to finish, you know, I don't want to lose on that, but uh, but yeah, I, I, I'd be leaning towards Hadley by decision if uh if you liked it just from top time overall
0: yeah i mean i i agree with you know pretty much everything there again um yeah i mean the the triple times the advantage i mean it is big you bring that up often but i mean that that's really big and i mean i'm just not impressed with hadley at all you know going into his tape um i was already a little underwhelmed with him considering i remember he missed weight on the contender series and just didn't overall impress me and you know rewatching the tape i mean i think i really you know solidify that opinion uh, i mean this guy is primarily a grappler but he, he's not that great of a grappler i mean i don't think his wrestling is anything great he's he's kind of got that that style of like maybe jack shore where he goes to the, the double leg and then he transitions to the back take and he doesn't really have much of a game outside of getting to that back take. I, I think his striking is you know serviceable. It's getting better, uh, but I still think he's really uncomfortable on the feet. And whenever you pressure him and put up some strikes, you really see him start to, you know, feel uncomfortable. Uh, he he was he was losing a lot of his fights before, you know, coming back and winning. The guy is pretty resilient. He does seem to have good cardio, uh, but uh, he was losing that Blaine O'Driscoll fight down two rounds, and then came back for the round three choke. He lost round one to Raposo, like uh, Ozzy was saying. So this guy is, you know, far from a perfect fighter, and I just think the market is doing another contender series overreaction. I mean, a, he, a guy gets a finish in the contender series, they're almost always, always favorites in their next fight. I mean, I guarantee you it's got to be like a 95% rate. And If you get a finish in the contender series, you're going to be favored in your first UFC fight. And, you know, Nasamento, we've seen him on the contender series against on uh, Paiva back in the day, and that was a really Great good back-and-forth fight. Back and forth fight. Um, you know, probably one of the better contender series fights of all time. And Nassim showed a real, real well-rounded game there uh, versus Ulam Bekov. I thought he showed a, a solid game from bottom. I mean, he almost won that fight. Uh, it was a split decision when he spent a lot of time on his back. So, I mean, he's active with ground and pound off his back. He's got good jiu-jitsu. And I, I think he's – I could see him getting taken down here against Hadley um, and – I just think that he'll he'll fight well off his back. He'll maybe look to sweep or submit off his back. And I just think he'll give Hadley a tough grappling fight everywhere. I mean, Hadley's strength is his grappling, and Nassim is comfortable being grappled. So I just don't see him covering that big price tag. You know, gun to my head, pick, I, I agree with Ozzy. It'll probably be Hadley by decision, sadly. Um, but I will also be taking a small dog shot on Nassim um, And I think he'll fight for your money and will look better than plus 185 uh, throughout all the fight, honestly.
1: One other thing too, you know, these guys are supposed to fight in March, and Hadley, uh, he had a deci- he had a injury. I don't know what the injury was, but that's why it says that he had to pull out. So, interesting, you know, ca- you know, little uh, mention there as well. So,
0: and this dude had trouble making making weight too, right? He he missed, yeah, yeah he missed on the Contender series. Um, so you know, it's easy to, it's easy to, to hump, it's easy to hump those that.
1: Brits, bro, and Cage Warriors. Like, let's see him do it against the Jiu-Jitsu black belt, and but no way I could pay you know 220 uh on him i just take that over like he's not finished like i'd be really surprised if he was able to finish Nascimento.
0: yeah and Nasimento was what plus 300 400 against uh ulan and you know covered that by a long shot Easy, yeah. i just feel like the market the market is you know low on this guy and they're overrating a, a, an unproven guy in hadley so um next fight uh another kind of similar story uh lightweight division here we got the battle tested frank camacho taking on manuel torres uh manuel making his ufc debut the odds for this one torres minus 126 camacho plus 106 and you know this uh to me seems like another uh, another fight similar to that journey newson fernie garcia fight some other people have made that that uh comparison as well um you know, it is a both a, a, a Mexican who won by knockout in the Contender Series in round one versus an Amer- American UFC fighter. Sorry about that. I had a fucking motorcycle drive by uh, a lot of motorcycle clubs in the neighborhood. Um, but uh, anyway manuel torres um coming off that knockout win frank the crank uh got knocked out against justin james a couple years back i mean james is a horrible fighter that was definitely a really bad look for camacho um hold on camacho's got some different flag here in front instead of the american flag he was he was wasn't even born in america so there goes my whole analysis for the fight um anyway uh Camacho is just, you know, we, we know so much more about Camacho. Torres, there's literally four minutes of footage of this guy online. He gets uh tapped with an ankle lock or a heel hook um, in a terrible low-level fight. Uh, he knocks some dude do- or he chokes some guy out with a guillotine in 30 seconds. And then he has that stupid contender series fight where he pokes his opponent in the eye and then finishes him. That's all with all the footage we have on this guy. And he's a favorite in the UFC. I mean, Camacho is nothing to get excited about considering... He's coming off that long layoff. He's coming off a knockout. He kind of goes back and forth between welterweight and lightweight. He's not really that great. But I mean at at plus money, I'm happy to put a bet on the guy considering we just know so little about this Torres guy. I think you have to go on a bigger you have to go out on a bigger limb to say the Torres is good UFC caliber and he's gonna cut. The audio cutout for this portion of the podcast, unfortunately, only missed about 20 seconds. I essentially said that Frank the Crank has plenty left in the tank to win this one, and I'm betting him at plus 124
1: for one unit. No, I don't know too much about him, right? I saw this one where he body kicked this guy, and the guy like just felt like... It looked like a fixed fight, honestly, like... He goes over, like, blows the guy off. No, you know, pause, but, like, fans him down, you know, after he knocks him out. But, I mean, this guy has not fought anybody, all right? First, he was a dog in the contender series against a guy who's super mid. Like, one of the most mid-generic guys in in Colton, England, or however you say his name. Um, and Camacho, you know, he, he got knocked out by Janes, but... A lot of weird stuff going on with that fight. Like, he, you know, you missed weight. That was, like, COVID season as well. I kind of discount these COVID, like, mid-COVID, you know, uh, you know, things that are going on, especially guys like Camacho who, like, have the split camp. Like, I don't remember if he was coming from Guam, but that was a weird-ass time. And, you know, James was, like, right in Vegas, like, you know, going for broke. You know, th- my man Martian bet on James like every fight after that because of that. You know, knockout. You know, unfortunately for him, I gotta but, fact check that. I'm pretty sure, bro. But um, you know, Camacho's. I mean, this guy's. If if he's not getting caught by this guy, uh, Torres, I just feel in like overall he just has a much more refined game. You know, and proven. Um, what's his name, Camacho? Before he got into MMA, or during his MMA career, um, he took a little break from it and he was just training jujitsu with Team Lloyd Irvin and he was super legit like he was going to Worlds, Pan Am's, Blue Belt, Purple Belt, World Champion, I think, or, you know, he he definitely medaled at some of these international competitions and and I'm talking about. This is like 2012, 2011, 2013, somewhere around there, and he was legit. His ground game is not bad. He just never uses it. I don't know why, but he's got some like nifty takedowns as well. You know, I just think if these guys get into a firefight, I know what to expect from Frank Camacho, and I got no idea what kind of heart, um, you know, Manuel Torres has. Now, the the big the biggest edge and issue is definitely the durability, right? Like, you know, Camacho got clocked in his last fight you know maybe struggles to get down to 155 had that like car accident and shit and you know definitely has way more miles on him but i also like that as well because manuel torres like i mean you you just don't know where you're getting he trains out of the mexican gym at, at tram at intent i can't pronounce it but you know brandon moreno had to leave there for some reason i don't know why but I'm not saying the training down there is sketchy. But watching some of the videos, eh, I don't know. Uh, I think I might do well if I went down there is all I'm saying. And, and yeah, so do I think Manuel Torres could spark him? Yeah, I do. You know, I, th- I do think Frank is more fragile than uh, a lot of people are uh, considering. But I got him at plus 130 here. So, you know, I- I'm rolling with Frank-, Frank Camacho. If, you know, Torres is going to prove to me that he's like a, a very legit prospect, so be it. But uh, at at the plus money on Frank, I, you know, I'm very comfortable, especially knowing that I, I think this guy's wrestling is is very suspect. And if if I know what's going on here, I think Frank is going to bring out that wrestling and that uh, ground game in jiu-jitsu. So let's go with Frank, the crank, Camacho.
0: Uh, by the way, uh, did bet on James in two of those fights, but still have a, uh,
1: winning, yeah, record, uh, a yeah. winning record
0: record. Winning Whatever. record on Jane's fights overall. Whatever. So, you know, when you come at the king, you best not miss. Whatever. Um, next fight. Uh, speaking of. Frank king, by submission. Uh, oh,
1: one one last thing. Frank by submission is 10-1. double the price of Torres by submission. And I haven't seen any Torres ground game. Like, I don't know. Like, that really does not make sense to me. So, I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll take Frank- a little bite of that.
0: Yeah. 10 to one for Frank to crank by sub. Um, you know, it's just his time to come back. He's getting this win. O- O-Yama. Time.
1: They got Colin o- Oyama in his corner. Alex Perez. Let's go.
0: Fresh belt for Colin. O- let's O-Yama. Do that. You know, UFC champion coach. Now let's do that. Right. Uh, a lot the of wave. great things riding for Frank, Frank. Um, so, next fight, um, I was talking about the king earlier. We have the queen of the UFC, Caitlin Chukagian, one of my favorite fighters of all time, taking on Amanda Rebos. Um, Chukagian, minus 175, Rebos, plus 150.
1: Yeah, this podcast is going long. What are so you I gotta...
0: here? you trusting your New York girl?
1: Yeah, this podcast is York going girl? long, so I'm going to keep this one short. Um, you know, I love Caitlin Chukagian. You know, she cashes tickets all the time. But I'm looking at the underdog here because, yeah, you know, everyone's like – Chukagian, you know, you know what you're gonna get, decision machine, blah, 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 blah. But you know, she's fighting these slow bitches at 125, like you know, Jennifer Maya. It's easy to sit down to your punches and crack her, uh, you know, you know, when you when you're fighting her. I think Rebos doesn't have the speed advantage here. I do think that she can use takedowns here, grapple Caitlin. You know, people say, Oh, how is it gonna happen? She never the thing with Caitlin is she like throws these kicks and then she falls down. Like if you just push her back, she falls down. She throws these push kicks, these body kicks. That it's kind of easy to catch them. And on the ground, I love I love Rebus's jujitsu. Yeah, Caitlin has a good uh, pedigree as well. But I think overall MMA jujitsu-wise, hebus uh, is superior. Um, you know, it's not a dog that I'm in love with. That I'm like, yeah, you know, this is definitely best bet. Or, but at plus one fifty-five, you know. Um, rebus doesn't really slow down either she's got pretty good cardio her chin is a little suspect but you know i don't think that he uh Kagan is gonna be landing with as much authority and as easily as she did jennifer maya like jennifer maya is a bot like she's like a you know glove sniffer right you guys remember she sniffs the gloves you know she's got the same pace like she's very rote like you know he boss can do way more i feel um and i think that she's gonna look good in this fight no matter what like i think it's gonna be a close fight and, you know, I could get Reeboks by decision here, three to one. Pretty good, I think, 25% to beat Caitlin by a decision I think is – is, is is a good price? Um, so I'll roll with uh, Hebos here um, at this line. You know, if you got minus one forty, I think that's cool. But you know, I, I prefer the rebound side uh, at plus one fifty and above.
0: So I, I did bet Chuka. I got two units minus one thirty six. But I gotta say, Ozzy, it, it does worry me a little that you're picking against her because I feel Ozzy has had a pretty good historical read on Chukagian, uh over lifetime. I mean, add up that spreadsheet. I guarantee you, he's made you know some, some good money on her in lifetime. So. It, it does concern me, but, um, you know, looking at the, her career, I mean, I'm dead serious when I say I really like Kagan because she's just such a professional. She's so consistent. She shows up with the same that she looks the same in every fight. She's got three rounds of cardio. She rarely deviates from the game plan. I mean, I wish more fighters would be like Caitlin Kagan, and I'm excited to watch her fight this weekend. She was kicking Jennifer Maya's ass. She beat uh, Jennifer Maya worse than Firo did. And at one point, Fira versus Chukagin is going to be a hell of a fight. Um, and Maybe Valentina can, you know, evacuate this division and give us some, some entertaining fights with Jukagan as the champion. Um, but uh, Rebos moving up to 125 here, that's a big variable. And then the second variable I think isn't being talked about here enough is Rebos, you know, is she going to be smart enough to to grapple heavy in this fight? You know, that's where the majority of her win equity is. I mean, almost all of it. Um, See, there goes the more motorcycles, you know, Hells Angels, Pagans, you know, they're all over the place. Um, And then, so Reboss, are you sure that we're going to, she's going to grapple in this fight? Because it... I'm pretty sure, Matt. Yeah, I mean, I think so too. I mean, she would be moronic not to, but I mean... I think it's not a 0% chance that she just tries to be a kickboxer in this fight and you know runs into the same shoot game where she just slows the fight down gets it into a decision. Um, but, you know, let's say that she does do her best here and attempt those takedowns. I just feel like I am i don't love Reboss's wrestling game. Um, you know, she is good on top once she gets there, but I just feel that Chukagian uh, is smart. She prepares smart for these fights. She's going to know that she's probably fighting a grappler here with the best chance to win via takedowns, and she's probably been working on her wrestling. And last thing I'll say is Chukagian... Um her fights typically go to the decision, right? We're always dealing with weird judges. She's won eight unanimous decisions in a row. So, oh, no, wait, actually, no, seven. Seven unanimous decisions in a row. When her fights hit the decision, she does a really good job at, at sealing those rounds. The judges like her for some reason. And I think she knows how to put it together well for five minutes. So I think that's big in this fight. Um, and I think it's going to be, you know, a, a, another Chukagin decision. But where the line's at now, not interested in adding any more to Chukagin. It's definitely a dogger pass here, but... He- he boss, any
1: closing thoughts he, he? yeah he has literally grappled in every single one of her fights all of them except the mackenzie dern one like she's a smart fighter like people i don't know people just think like she's because she's got that like really annoying voice and stuff and brazilian i think people think that she's a dumb fighter she's not and like i like Chukagan, where does she make her hay in the third round right that she you know you're always feeling good that caitlin will win the third round this is a fight where Heboss has great cardio and I'm, I'm actually feeling more confident, like thinking about this fight more, because I mean, did you watch Caitlin versus Jillian Robertson, that submission? I mean, this girl, like Chukagian just stays on her back. Like if, uh, he takes her down, Caitlin's not getting up. So knowing that I like knowing, I like that in women's MMA and knowing that, you know, the cardio advantage might not be there. I, I'm I'm going to bet on her. I'm taking he
0: um, she does. Gr- she has grappled in most of her fights, but I mean every I would say fight. That, but but it wasn't the A game plan in Durn or Verna. Both of those fights, majority of the her success came in the striking. So, you know, she has. You know, it's not like she's landing four, five, six takedowns to fight. The most takedown she's ever landed was two in a fight. Um, so I, I don't know. I she just feel, her, I feel like I feel her wrestling is, is a little overrated. Um, and uh, think, yeah, Kyle, this, it should be a close know, fight. It should be a Dude, close Keegan's fight. husband is a wrestling coach, too. That You know, yes, can't forget he that. is,
1: But I'd be surprised yeah. if Caitlin won dominantly. Like, she doesn't win dominantly. So and she's been taken that's down no. in her last. Like, I mean, didn't Maya take? I don't remember if Maya took her down, but like uh, Vivi took her down. Cynthia took her down. Jessica Andrade took her down, even in that one-round fight. They, but I don't think they went those women kept her down. Valentina, yeah, Jennifer Maya, again, even Joanne. Wood took her down three times with, like, cat caught kicks and shit. But Alexis she won Dave all those fights. That, that kind of
0: goes against your point. Though. Mara Barella I mean, took her won. down. Again, again, uh, you named seven. Yeah, eight she, fights won. No, she won. No, she she
1: won. Yeah, no, she won all those fights. I give her so credit. I like two again. again.
0: I know, I know. I'm not saying you're talking shit on her, but that kind of goes against your point here with Reboss, where it, you said she gets taken down, she gets stuck on her back. Well, she's she been taken down in back. eight fights and won all eight. You know, I agree. Yeah, because the girls are bad in the third. It's a good, round. I mean, it, it, it's a really, really close fight. I mean, it I should just, be a close I, fight. I, I'm, I think my, I mean, I think it's a, I think it's appropriately lined. I mean, Reboss is moving up in weight. She's fighting one of the top three or five women at the weight class. I mean, I think she's the rightful dog. Um, yeah, I
1: agree. Next fight,
0: People uh, we got. Uh, bantamweight Smoker versus Grant Grant minus three hundred, smoker plus two fifty. Uh, your turn to start this one off, bantamweight division.
1: Uh, Davy Grant should not be as big of a favorite. I think uh Smoker got knocked out by Vince, and that last fight it was surprising. I was on the over in that fight. Um, but you know I was I was surprised how it ended. You know, so quickly. Not sure that's gonna happen here. I think uh Smoker could push the pace. I feel like Davey's been taking damage. You know, he's been looking good against good fighters, but, you know, he's been losing the good fighters. Um, I think it should be a close fight, so uh, I'll take Smoker.
0: Interesting. Nice and concise. I mean, I was interested in, in smoker early on in the weekend. I'd still say, I guess that the value is on him. No way. You could be land uh, grant minus 300, but I I don't know, man. Smoker has given me, uh, you know, wimpy vibes. Uh, the the one big difference I see between the guys is their durability. Both get hurt, but grant is, you know, comfortable getting hurt, battling back. He he's in dog fights. He gets dropped. He comes back and drops you Smoker, when he gets hurt, he kind of just closes the show and he doesn't battle back from adversity. Well, Uh, um, and he, I mean, the, the the most time, the most recent time we saw him battle back was when he was losing the striking to Jose Alberto Quinones in round one before uh, coming back and winning that fight. But man, I mean, losing the striking to that guy is bad. And you know, Grant, he's janky, he's unorthodox, but man, he's effective. He's fun to watch. His striking is really effective, and I think he's going to hurt Smoker here early on. So maybe look to live bet Smoker. Um, haven't uh, haven't mentioned live betting throughout the podcast, but I mean, you know, live betting is uh, the goal mind you guys gotta be watching those lines. Um and I think smoke will be a better live bet here. But good chance Grant just knocks him out in the first round. So
1: I can't believe I fucked up not watching the live lines for that Newsom fight last week. That shit was like plus two ten after round one. But yeah let's go to Komain. I think I think even higher
0: two fifty five. Um yeah if you guys if you guys are uh, yeah, quick plug for the spaces. I'll be live again on spaces this week. So if you go to my Twitter anytime during the fights, I'll be kind of giving like a live commentary broadcast type of thing for the fights, and we're talking about live bets and whatnot there. Um, next fight, co-main event. Uh, Ozzy's looking forward to this one. I'll let you start this one off. Ian Kudalaba, Ryan Span, Kudalaba
1: minus two twenty, Span plus one eighty six. Uh, yeah, co- co-main event spot. I think they're trying to push Kudalaba here a little bit. I mean. You know, I think this is the last fight on Ryan Spann's contract. I mean, this guy, you know, his chin is just so shitty, you know, that um, you saw where, what like what happened in his last fight against Smith and, and like a smaller guy with uh, some speed. And he's just getting caught with every lead, you know, strike that uh, Smith is throwing, whether it be a jab or a left hook. And, you know, he if he gets hit clean at all, he's he's chicken dancing all over the place. You know, he's got some power. He is dangerous and kudalaba is a madman so he could definitely get cracked right i could definitely see the right hand uppercut something like that you know landing on kudalaba but he's got a hell of a chin uh you know the only guy to really put him out was um uh, was magomed you know Ankalaev. um and those are some hammers those that would have knocked out anyone but that's his issue a little bit he does walk onto punches because he's such a meathead um but overall like he should murder span like if this fight goes any deeper um then like the first like 2 3 minutes like span was breathing hard after knocking out you know Misha Sirkunov um and you know Sirkunov's a bum obviously you know or just not durable at all and uh is, like the exact opposite so i mean i think the juice is justified here i think if uh if uh, Kudalaba puts Span on his back, like Span's in the fold the tent, you know, fold, fold the chairs up. Um, but he does have a dangerous guillotine. I will give him that. But I mean, he's gotta put uh, Kudalaba to sleep. But I could see some weird shit happen in this fight. Like, it is very live. Like, you know, if they could get, if they gave me like 101 for a DQ, I would bet that shit for this fight. Cause like is like liable to like throw a knee to the down opponent or, you know, something weird, I, I think is afoot here potentially. But I'm laying the juice. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, Kudalava, he's legit. I mean, he has nothing on Yuri, but you know, this guy's, you know, when he wants to get the takedown, he's uh, very decisive with that and he doesn't stop. Um, he's got, he's shown better cardio as well. He's been getting better. Um, and then on, at range, I mean, the only issue is that, you know, I, I do think that Span ch- uh, chin is uh, really bad. But uh, Kudalaba is not the most accurate puncher either. So, you know, he might have to buy his time a little bit, but uh, hopefully he takes Ryan Spann down and just drops elbows on his face and knocks him out. So give me Kudalaba and I am laying or drinking the juice, whatever you, uh, however you want to say it better. Um, yeah,
0: not a whole lot to add. Point deduction here is 20 to 1. I kind of agree with what you're saying. Um, and also Kudalaba, bro, I honestly think he gives Jiri a good fight. Like, I mean, Kudala, I mean, he would have to probably finish Yuri in the first two rounds, which is hard to see, but I mean, Kudalaba's a beast in these first two rounds. I mean, when this dude gets on top, I mean, like you said, clear improvements have been have been happening in the past two fights. I mean, beat the brakes off of Justin Jacoby and Devin Clark in the first half of those fights. I mean, uh, he, he also dropped Clark with a huge overhand right, just landed right to the back of the ear. It sounded like a sledgehammer in the apex when he landed that punch, and I just think the guy's getting better everywhere. His cardio is has been you know a big concern throughout his career but we're starting to see him show a little bit better cardio um he just needs to not go for that dump that round one finish i mean um if he bides his time a little bit and looks to slowly dismantle span instead of just going ape shit in round one i really think he has all the tools and the well-rounded skill to to drag span for as long as this fight goes i really think kudalab is the only way to lose or getting caught with a huge punch early on, which I don't even think is a great chance of happening because Span is really bad. And then the other is that gas out, Kudalaba, you know, just going for the kill early, gassing out, kind of like he did versus Jacoby. But I don't know, man. Span is so bad that I put no faith and no money in this guy. It's, it's favorite or pass. It's Kudalaba or pass. And maybe look to play like a time prop on this fight, Uh, like the, you know, the under or something like that. Um, but if it goes to decision, Kudalaba decision, uh, plus what is it, four hundred, five hundred? I think. I mean, oh, oh no, it's it's plus seven fifty for Kudalaba by that's decision. Fat. I don't understand that. I mean, if it if it's going to, if it's going to decision, only one guy can win, and that's Kudalaba. So that's a fat line. Um, next fight, main event. Next fight, main event time. Um. Rakich versus Blahovic. we got Rakich as the favorite. I'm pulling up the line here. Rakich minus 190, Blahovic plus 160. I mean, I'll keep this one short and sweet. I mean, I haven't done a whole lot of, uh, you know, I've done no tape for the fight. I mean, it's just, I think Rakich is going to, do what he does and that's you know push against the cage clinch knee the thighs make the fight boring i mean rakic is really good at that style he's energy efficient he's risk adverse i mean that is kind of what you want in a fighter but he's also extremely boring when doing so so um blohovich obviously coming off of the bad loss against uh um Glover looked like he never saw a takedown in his life before in that fight uh I mean I I, I was fooled I honestly thought Blahovich, we saw him get out grappled by Gustafsson back in the day and then I thought that he got better as a defensive grappler turns out he did not at all turns out Glover Teixeira is you know the fucking man um and you know I, I I'm honestly stupid for even doubting Glover for a second in that fight um so rakic hasn't fought in forever but i still think uh you know there's no reason to doubt him here it's hard to see blachovic having a whole lot of success here uh, i just think rakic is gonna make the fight boring you know land takedowns push against the cage uh do a lot of what jacaray Souza was having success against uh jan with and um yeah not a whole lot of original analysis here uh i'll pass it over to you
1: ozzy any strong thoughts here yeah i hate rakic or rakic is how you actually say it. Um, I mean. Just the thing with the dude is like he just doesn't do that much, you know. Like if you look at that Santos fight, like I'm this guy's suspect, man. Like he just goes into missionary position on on um Smith the whole fight after landing some calf kicks. Like Smith didn't want to fight him anymore, and then he has that shitty fight against Santos. I mean Santos. I mean that fight was way closer than I guess you know, Rinkic must have been thinking about because, you know, I think if you would have gave Santos a third round, he would have won. I think, I don't remember how they scored it, but that fight fucking sucked. And this guy's living off that Jimmy Manoa head kick. And if you think about these guys at range, I mean, when Jan is on the front foot and he's got like, and he's in his flow, like he did, was when he beat up uh, Dominic Reyes, he's pretty solid. You know, he's good at defending leg kicks as well. So I don't think that that'll be a you know, a big weapon for, for rackage either. Um, and, and he's got way more power and this guy's long as neck, his chin is there to get hit. His chin is up in the air. His defense is not that great. And you saw once, uh, you know, he, uh, someone gave him a hard time in, uh, invoke on this guy was kind of looking for a way out. And this, this, this that's a this is a long fight five rounds um you know Yan could go five rounds and i don't know about Rakic at all so you know i kind of like the over here a little bit two and a half three and a half both of them um i'd be surprised that you know if Rakic finishes um jan you know i think people see that glover um you know ground game uh debacle from from Jan and you know expect that to happen but you know Glover's the ADCC level grappler like legit legit like top of the food chain and who's rackage ever really looked good against on the ground like no like no one really like this guy Krulov, got dropped by that's it. who which guy Nikita Krilov that's it Nikita Krilov I don't even remember that fight honestly but he uh he got dropped by Devin Clark like racket is suspect man he hasn't fought in a year either biggest issue is that Jan um What's it called? That Yan uh, injury? Rackage is suspect, man. There's no way I would lay juice on him. You know, I, I see some people thinking this guy can be champion. No fucking chance. Like, Yuri would annihilate this fucking guy. Like, I don't even think it would be, co- like, com- that competitive. You know, I think, you no, I know, think obviously, so I think Rickage has, like, it's just a KO threat. Like, that's his bit. Like, he has a knockout chance. But other than that, like, this dude is not that good, in my opinion. Like, yeah, he's, you know, he. He has, like, a lot of, um, you know, he has a good background. Definitely, he has some skills. But once once these fights get, like, grimy, like, he doesn't look like a champion-level material to me. And this is a big step up. Jan's fought a lot of top guys, and he's won fights in multiple different ways. He's won boring-ass fights. He's won kicky kickboxing fights. He's won, Sub, you know, knockout, submission. Been. He's, come, like, comeback fights. And he's he's you know, been wrestled, like, this dude just got so much experience that, you know, you give me a former champ like this, five-round fight against an unproven guy, plus 180, plus 170, in a fight that I'm favoring to go later as well, yeah, I, I, I like the yawn side, you know, could be square at the end, square dog, but, um, but Rickage, he's not it for me, so, uh, like I said before, let's, let, let, let him prove it to me, so let's see what happens.
0: Some good good points there. I mean, I haven't thought about that fight a whole lot, but I mean, I agree with a lot of what you said, and I, I kind of got me thinking. Blahovic has actually performed really well as an underdog historically, too. Um, it's really as a favorite is when he gets sketchy, uh, like the the Glover fight, the the Jacare fight. But I mean, I think in like six of his past eight fights, he's been the dog. Uh, And he typically wins. Bro, and he has a great chin
1: as well. The only time he's really been hurt is that Santos fight where he was just, like, running in. And he just, like, ran into that punch. It was pretty dumb. Yeah. But other than that, man, he's tough. He's hard to put away. And he's fine with letting the fight come to him as well, right? Like, he'll fight at his pace. He's not going to get rushed. He's not going to, like, bright lights aren't going to, you know, bother him. And he knows he can win this fight later on as well, so... Give me the former champ.
0: Oh, the lock of this fight is the bet is for it to be boring. I don't know what sports books are offering the fight to be boring, but it, I mean, this is going to be a rough one. Um, so uh, best bet of the week time last week. Uh, tragic, both a double loss, Gatto and Geishi. Mm-hmm. Um Double G, double loss there. Mm-hmm. So uh, what are we going with this week? Ozzy.
1: So I'm was in between either going with Kudalaba or Andre Lee, right? that's you know big difference there right obviously one is a pick them basically uh, andre lee just moved a little bit and um kudalaba is like much heavier favorite i'm gonna go with kudalaba just because i think that you know he should be an even bigger favorite here even though i think that there could be some you know fuckery going on here i just feel the kudalaba is at the point in his career where he should dominate a guy like ryan span and you know span he's just looking terrible this week and he's been looking bad in these fights even the ones that he wins he doesn't look particularly good in them uh so i'll take kudalaba here biggest like most juice line i've ever done for that but i think he's gonna get it done
0: yeah, I think the other one you did in that range was Alex Pereira, which came through in... Was, uh, yeah, minus fashion. 175,
1: I think. You know, so.
0: Yeah, I'm also torn on this one. Um, You know, a lot of the prices, I bet, are already gone, uh, especially Jaren Dredova and Chukagian. Those lines have moved like 40 cents, so I don't love either of them at that price. So I'm going to go with something that I still like at this price, a risky bet, and that'll be Frank the Crank uh, at plus 106 on bet online so you can get uh kutalaba minus 221 camacho plus 106 at plus 199 odds um and uh you know is shipping them both he's log as well i think Kudalaba will let you cover so uh i think that this is a good one you know we'll bounce back with a two to one winner this week and uh that'll do it for the podcast 11 fights
1: we went through this one at a decent speed um any closing thoughts here ozzy nope that went longer than i wanted it to but that's just what happens Go sons, go Phoenix.
0: Yeah, yeah, whatever that means. I, uh, yeah, I had some fun talking about uh, some of the earlier fights on the card. Uh, honestly, a lot of, a lot of babes on this card. Angela Hill, Andrea Lee, Chukagian, Uh, you know, love those women. Um, and uh, yeah, some good bets as well. Got uh five money line bets for me already. So uh, thank you all for listening. Thank you all for tuning into the podcast. Catch me on Spaces live on Twitter uh, during the fights. If you guys want to come by and say what's up and. Uh, subscribe to my son's
1: uh youtube page subscribe like and subscribe right right uh
0: again whatever that means i think he's talking about some ball sport whatever those are we like fight sports on this no
1: i'm talking about your youtube page uh like and subscribe oh oh,
0: yeah yeah that that too that too i understand um yeah all right uh that'll do it we'll see you guys next week peace out everyone